hit the shot from half court. court. MVP of all sports, coach yeah. put me in the game. You know I'm the truth born to feel paid up. Competition know the deal, coach put me in the game. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to the Staley and English show featuring Coach Kurtz. I'm your man, Coach English, and we are back in the building with my man, Coach Staley and Coach Kurtz. Since we always start with Coach, since we always start with Coach Staley, we're gonna go ahead and start with Coach Kurtz today. Coach Kurtz, man, how's it going? Yeah, things are good. Things are good. Good to be on. We got an awesome guest today. I'm excited to to talk with uh with our guests, the man, the myth, the legend. But uh, things things are good. Another week of uh, quarantine, but it's looking like things are uh, starting to to get back to a sense of normalcy. More uh, more people are recovering. Uh, less uh, less reports. So definitely shout out to everybody that's uh, shout out to everybody that's uh, fighting this thing. Especially all the the healthcare workers. Appreciate all everything you're doing. And then. Uh, and then we got a big night ahead. It's Sunday night right now. We got an awesome uh, TV show coming on, The Last Dance with Michael Jordan. And then also I was honored, uh, just got off the phone, uh, did a little phone interview with uh, 2015 AC Floor graduate Lee Wardlaw, who's, uh, who's a journalist now. And we did a little interview about uh, about four of the, uh, the AC Flora graduates that are potentially going to be drafted or play in the NFL here in the next week. Denzel Johnson, Ryan Davis, Joseph Charlton, and Tyrell Goodwin. So it was awesome to to talk with him and talk about some of the memories that I had working with those unbelievable uh, athletes. They're great athletes, but even better people. So good night, good night, good day, good week. Let's get it. Josh, uh, Big Bear don't care. How's it going? I don't know. I don't know how big my beard is. You know, I'm I'm working on it. But much love and appreciation to the healthcare workers, all of the grocery store workers who are um you know out there working. Like Micah said, um, prayfully we're going to continue to move towards some lights, move toward the light. People are starting to um you know do better. Um, we're hearing more like recovery stories than um you know, death stories. So, and everyone has lost something, lost someone during this time. We, you know, praying for you guys and hope you get through, see it through, keep the faith, but all is well, you know, trying to keep the household together, keep the boys busy. It's, it's tough being in here with three dudes every single day. So, you know, it's a, it's, it's a battle. It's a battle. How things been going with you? Man, can't complain and getting out here and just continuing to work out as much as possible. Um, that, that's really it, man. Ain't nothing but the kids and me uh, trying to enjoy as much time with them as possible. Because, But let, I will let you know, if the school opens tomorrow, I would have them outside the door tonight. <laughs> I am re- I'm sick of them and they sick of me right by now. <laughs> so, you think we're going to go back? You think we're going to go back to school this year? Uh, no, from I, I've been talking with some people in the State Department that I know I'm kind of good friends with. And they were like, if we do. It's going to be, it's not going to look the same. Um, some possibilities that have been thrown around is like just seniors come back because they're the ones that would lose out if they don't have enough seat time. 
the underclassmen could always go to summer school and make up the seat time, but the um, the the seniors would have to be done before the summer hit so they can go on to college. Um, no, so, but hey, ain't nobody going back to school this hey, year. I just, like on, I said, it's just things that no, they throw, no. they're throwing around. That's it. I, I can just say, yeah, no, I, I don't believe Florida just can't. Florida just canceled it today. I mean, obviously we knew it was coming, but I mean, I mean, with, in high school, I mean, exams start like second week of May. So, I mean, well, you can go back uh, – and don't go back this week, go back the following week and go back to school for two weeks. Like, what's the point? There's no yeah, point. Well, sure, I, I don't sure. think it's a point either, but you know, people that say they're smarter than me, uh, <laughs> believe that is, uh, that they, they got to get the kids back in school. So, um, I guess, uh, who's going to do the introduction, Josh, you got the introduction today. Well, you know, I introduce out. We have a very, very, very special guest today. Someone I have a lot of respect and love for. He gives me a ton of problems on social media, though. He's always um, <laughs> trolling me and, and, and you know, calling me out. Like, he just called me out the other day when I made my tweet about my Redskins and my quarterback. But, you know, I think I won that argument because he didn't come back anymore. At, at, at point. Um, he works right here in um, the city of Columbia. He's one of our head – actually, Lou, what are you, Lou? Aren't you the head sports guy? What, 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 what's – Prep guy, prep sports coordinator. Okay, he's our prep sports coordinator for the um, state newspaper, man, and everyone dearly knows him now as Lou at the state. Lou, how you doing, man? Sure, Lou at the state. <laughs> Pretty good. I appreciate you guys having me on, man. I look forward to this, and uh, you guys, are, it should be fun just to talk sports and, uh, you know, everyone that I think going a little bit crazy, uh, um, cooped up in their house, and hopefully, like uh, you guys said, um, get out maybe soon, summer whatever June get things uh, sort of back to normal and get uh, sports back in our lives. Uh, we know. And uh, like you guys said, the, the healthcare workers and everyone that have been going the extra mile to help it, everyone out, uh, restaurant workers, uh, everyone uh, doing their part to keep things going when uh, this is kind of a weird, uncertain time that uh, no one's ever been through before for sure. Amen. Amen. So we'll, we'll go ahead and jump into things. I know, um, and shout out to you guys staying active. Um, I'm afraid to say what I've been doing because Mike is pretty hard on me. I haven't been lifting. I've only been doing cardio. And, you know, we said that before Micah got on. But I, I'm trying to lose a little bit of the bulk. I'm trying to get slender. I'm trying to approach this model. Like when I turn to the side, I'm trying to get that back. But it's been, it's been, it's been, it's been tough. You know, Coach English has been in the park running with his duck heads on. So, oh, you know, my God. The joke that'll never the joke that'll never die. Yeah, we're gonna start, man. We're gonna get started. We got we got Lou on, so let's let's take advantage of this knowledge that we have. So Lou, Lou, we're gonna start with this. We won't keep you long, but we're gonna start with this. How are things looking as far as sports from the eye of the media, from the perspective of the media, you know, with these uncharted waters? Just what's what's the overall thoughts in the sports world um concerning the media? Yeah, it's been uh, been crazy. You don't know when this all started. I'm like, uh, I covered a game that Friday that I forget what March 14th or whatever, and remember the players leaving the field and they they're like, uh, we'll, we'll be back in a month or so. Every, I think everyone kind of thought that was the pl- process, but as things were going and this uh, kind of got worse, it's kind of becoming real that I mean pretty much your season's over and it's a big loss. I mean, the first off, the spring sports. 
I feel bad for the seniors. I mean, yeah. you move, lose out, and the teams that had chances to win it. I mean, you're Josh, for you guys at the AC Florida baseball team, uh, number one ranked in 4A. We have a ton of baseball, tennis, all, um, soccer, lacrosse, and so much talent here around the Midlands, and they can't, ha- they don't have that closure. And that's why I was hoping maybe they can get back to school, um, maybe just to play a game. I mean, in a couple weeks and. I don't think that's going to happen, but that would be a good closure of the season. But it's kind of hard. You, know, you lose that bond and that camaraderie, um, the seniors, and then you got the guys that unsigned. I mean, maybe we're mm. going to try did college visits. You can't do college visits that you waited, and that's kind of hard. And um, just the preparation, and you lose that bonding and with the time with your players and coaches. And uh, even going towards the summer, who's to say – we're back to normal. I look at the AEU season basketball wise. I mean, a lot of guys, juniors going to senior year, this is kind of a big year. Uh, this would have been an evaluation weekend, I believe, or one weekend this month. And then um, kids looking out with a chance to miss out on college opportunities, college exposure. Mm-hmm. Um, and hopefully you can't get that back. And then you have to, uh, you don't have that training and uh, you're going to, it's going to take a while to get kind of back to normal and uh, I just feel bad, but hopefully, like we said, uh, by the fall, uh, sports will be up running. Football, football will be big. I mean, to see, uh, it'll be interesting to see how the professional leagues kind of mm-hmm. handle this. I know it's not on the scale of the high school because they're not going to travel and stuff. But hopefully, um, we can get back to normal and uh, kids can get back on the field because I know they miss it, and I know you coaches miss it as much as sometimes you dread being around these kids and they drive you crazy. <laughs> you miss that bonding and that camaraderie uh, on a daily basis uh, being together. Lou, Lou, I got a question. What What's your thoughts? Obviously, you're. I mean, you're the man, Lou, at the state. You're you're sitting in big time meetings, bigger than ours. Uh, um, I know the the high school league had a couple meetings this week. Um, do you have any insight or any thoughts on on? Obviously, I think the school year is done for this year. Uh, spring sports are done. I'm probably summer. Summer sports are pretty much done. Like, what is your thoughts for um, for the fall league? Do you have any insight or any or any thoughts on what do you think is going to happen with fall sports with football in particular? Obviously, yeah, I think that's big. Uh, the high school league will have a meeting on Wednesday this week. Um, they, they're meeting with about other stuff, but they're going to see where things at. I, I think you might have a decision, maybe one way or the other, about schools closing. And once one schools close, they're done. I mean, that's what they're – they're holding out hope, I mean, as long as they could. Um, but like you said, spring sports, maybe – like you said, they were holding out hope for maybe a, a game or two, but I don't know if that's going to happen. Now, uh, Legion Baseball uh, during the summer already canceled there throughout, I think, all the states. Legion uh, canceled. So – and then it's going to impact travel baseball as well. And then you go right into football. I mean, you miss that time. You don't have that spring football practice. And I asked uh, Commissioner Singleton – uh, do you give that back, that the 15 practices they were going to get um, back? Do you let them come back maybe in July? And he's like, everything is still up for discussion. And uh, I think they're going to see how to approach it. Um, the beaches and stuff like that and some stores kind of come open. And gradually, uh, like I said, maybe by June, mid-June, July, you kind of know. You, you kind of know right then if football's coming back, which everyone's hoping uh, football on, on every level, high school, college, and pro, that everyone's playing in the fall for sure. But, I mean, you just don't know. I'm hoping. I'm optimistic. And uh, I think high school would, out of the three, college, high school, 
and uh, pro high school would probably have the best bet because they don't have that travel and you don't have to put them up in hotels, quarantine like that. But um, say they get things going and someone tests positive, that's all it takes to Just set it back one. to um, not square one, but kind of pushes it back. Is yeah. Someone yeah. tests positive for sure. Um, so to, to kind of piggyback on that, it's kind of like, what is the, it's got to be tough for you in your position. So what's the toughest, like, what is, what is the challenge for sports beach riders at this, at this particular junction? Finding out stories. I mean, you cover some stuff and you can still cover, I mean, recruiting is still going on. Kids are getting offered stuff like that, but just stories that I've been helping out on news um, we'll write in news stories, but just trying to find stories and just being at games. And as far as um, uh, that interaction, like he, the coaches miss the interaction. I miss being out on the field, talking to coaches and players and finding out their stories, what's going on with them and um, things that people might want to know. And it's, it's just harder because you don't have that interaction. You're not there. Um, so trying to find out different stories and angles. I think it's cool. We're going to try to, like I said, if things get closed down, trying to honor, do stuff to honor some of the seniors around here. And I know each school is trying to do that as well, whether with uh, the, the posters, the plaques, and the postings on social media. I think some schools this week trying to do a, um, leave the lights on at the stadium complexes uh, for, for their seniors uh, for 20 minutes every night at 8 o'clock. So uh, we'll see. Just trying to get a uh, – different kind of stories. And one good thing about the draft, Micah mentioned about the draft, we'll, we'll have that and talking that we got a lot of local players, um, both at USC Clemson and around the Midlands that might get drafted this week. And that's kind of been kind of a little bit back to normal kind of things to uh, look forward to. Yeah, it's been, it's been tough. And like you said, you know, at floor, I can speak for floor spring sports myself. Like it was like three teams. I know for a fact that had a chance to compete for a state championship. You know, I, I know that for a fact. I know tennis was going to compete. I know um, soccer was going to compete. And I definitely know baseball was going to compete for a state championship. And Throwing that has to. Yeah, lacrosse. Lacrosse is very good. You know, um, Oceanside, Ocean Collegiate, you know, down in Charleston was their biggest competition. And they were figuring out a way to close the gap with those guys. So it was it's, it's, it's something that we can't get back. And as we're trying to find the best out of it, and with that being said, you know, how how do what's your opinion? How do you think we get a positive out of all of this? What what how do we get the best out of a moment like this? I think the best out of a moment. I mean, you see the kids just to cherish the moment. I, I love the way the coaches and the schools have uh, gone the extra mile to not forget their seniors and their players during this time. Uh, to they're not forgotten, and just how much and how special they were. And I think athletes kind of realize it now too. I mean, so you take things for granted being on a field every day and you might not want to be in the weight room, not want to, I think you're going to see a little bit more of a, a passion and a, a love uh, to sports that maybe you hadn't, that they won't take for granted uh, too much uh, once they get back and they'll have a deeper hunger and, and uh, respect for not only their teammates, but their coaches and everyone around them. Yeah, I agree with you 100% on that. That's something big, not only from a sports perspective, but, I mean, from an everyday life perspective. I think there's something a positive right. from this is, uh, I mean, there's so many things in life that, that we've just taken for granted. And I was just talking uh, on a different call. I mean, 
one thing that I miss is uh, being able to just walk in the grocery store and not worry about <laughs> what I'm picking up. And now I'm doing, <laughs> we're doing these, now we're doing these deliveries where they just put it in our trunk. But then when I take it out of the trunk, I got to spray it down in the garage before bringing it in the house. And I mean, it's it's yeah, crazy. Especially with a baby in the house. Yeah. A month ago, who would have ever thought of that? So, I mean, just little things like that. And then obviously from sports perspective, especially us uh, being in the profession and doing it daily, like, there's a lot of little things with our interactions with our with our players and our coaches that we might have taken for granted. So that's definitely something that we're everybody's going to cherish when when we come back. So I mean, I think that's definitely a positive that's going to come from this for sure. Yeah, and 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 from my perspective, it's it's kind of the same way, Michael. Like, you know, we're workaholics. You know, Coach English is a workaholic. Michael, you're a workaholic. Lou, I you're a workaholic. So. We're always gone. My wife told me the other night that you're a workaholic. I kind of took offense to it, but I had to listen to what she was saying. You know, women are always right most of the time. So, you know, <sighs> we're always there. gone. We're, we, we're, we're always gone. We're all, and when you're a workaholic, you're not really looking at it as, oh, I'm away from the house. Like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm working. So, you know, this gave me an opportunity to really, really sit down. And obviously we knew our family, we know our family, we know our wives. We know our kids, but, you know, it gave me a time to study them and, and really learn what their needs are, learn what their wants are and, and, and plan together and grow together. And it's, and it's been crazy. Like a lot of y'all have been seeing the videos. A lot of people are like, oh, man, you know, you're making your guys, your sons work out. No, Tao wants that. You know, so I'm looking at him from a totally different perspective. It's like every day it's like, yo, let's do this or let's do that or, or or he might say, yo, that workout was pretty good, or we can do it a little bit tougher. So I'm learning him. I'm learning that, you know, my wife is an, an artist. Like, I never knew that she could do paintings. I knew she could take pictures. But, like, she's in, she, she just did this big mural, mural, however you say it, for the wall that we're going to put up once she finished making the frame. So it's just like, it's been lovely from that perspective. But, you know, we got to take advantage of it. But to all the young athletes, I will say this before we get into Lou's another question for Lou. To all the young athletes, don't take it for granted. Like, I've watched Coach Kurtz get on guys for, like, taking the opportunity to get bigger, stronger, faster for granted. I've watched Coach English jump into a guy's chest for not going hard. This right here should be a wake-up call for everyone. You know, I tell my guys all the time, if you were in a wheelchair and you couldn't walk, you would pray to God every day to give you the opportunity to run in practice every single day. So we don't have that. We don't have it. And, and, and it's funny because I did an interview with Lee also, and we were talking about not being able to do these things. You know, shout out to Lee. Lee, man, he's doing a great job with the um, Columbia Star, right? Yeah, that's who he's with, the Columbia Star. He's doing a great job. But it's like we don't have it. So, Lou, my question is this. And um, how should young folks, because you know it's the protocol for everything. It's, 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 it's a way to do everything. How should young people correspond with the media? Like everyone wants the attention. Everyone wants it. But like a lot of times I watch an interview and a, and a young person doesn't even know how to respond to the questions. Like what is, what is the, 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 how should a young person like correspond with the media correctly? Well, I mean, you talk about that. I could text message a kid like back and forth, back and forth for a while. And then you get ready to do an interview in person and they, they don't know. I mean, I know they're younger, but they, as far as uh, th that's a little bit lacking uh, that social, I mean, you could text and that one, one thing, but with face to face, 
they kind of, I don't know if they freeze up. I know they might be a little bit nervous, but they should just uh, uh, maybe even a little bit practice. I mean, watch how the pros kind of handle it. Um, and I know like once they get in college, they, they can, they have classes. I mean, so does sports information people, they, they'll put them through um, practice interviews and stuff like that. Just be yourself. And I mean, don't worry about saying something uh, weird. Just be authentic, be yourself um, and just do what you can. Uh, I know the kids love to promote themselves. Sometimes they try to promote yourself too much, but maybe that's a turnoff for coaches and that. But I know kids just want to get their names out there the best they can. Just I just say be authentic and, and try just take pride in it. I mean, you might not be a freshman or sophomore good at interviews and that, but kind of work on it like you work on anything else like in your craft, uh, whatever sport you're in. Uh, work on uh, being interviewed, just kind of thinking about questions and that. And uh, I think you see that. I talk talking to kids in the freshman year, and then I see some of them now that, that are in the pros and whatever. It's, it's kind of fun to see how they grow in that area uh, off the – sports um off their field and they really grow and shine in that way yeah i i think there's no better avenue to to get better at 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 talking to the media or public speaking or anything than just straight up practicing it whereas it doesn't have to be in a live situation like coach staley could take his guys and say all right I'm Lou at the state right now, and I'm practicing interviewing you right now. Like, it's there, there. You can talk about, hey, these are the things that we want you to say to the media. These are the things that you should think about saying to the media. But until you're like actually put on the spot, and and somebody says, hey, let's practice this, and put the microphone in your face and say, hey, tell me about the turning point in the game. Tell me about what what you've done to make yourself a better player over time. Like until you like have that like that on like. There's no better practice. Like I, I like Coach, Coach Hallett, one of the best coaches I've ever worked with, and one very, very, very good speaker. Like um, I remember talking to him my first year at AC Floor. Like AC Floor was like my first job, basically out of after being a grad assistant, um, and he put me through a basic like prep interview and like asked me basic questions and I was just stuttering and like I was like how would you say it and he just hit these unbelievably coach uh English's favorite word unbelievably eloquent uh answers and I was like dang and he was like yeah I've just practiced it it doesn't come natural and then I mean I'm I've been I'm I never would have thought I'd be on a co-host of a podcast or on these other podcasts or on some some tv interviews like I was the worst in school in public speaking class. Like I would be sweating, be nervous, face red. And, uh, but now the more you do it and the more you practice it, it becomes natural. And I think there's, we can definitely do a ton to, to prepare our players for that. Um, besides just telling them, Hey, this is what you should think about saying, like put them on the spot and actually practice it. And so I think that's a great point that you made. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like a lot of young folks don't even know how to speak when they come in the room, <laughs> you know. So, <laughs> you know, the the proper way, the proper the proper way to speak and, and and do those things are, are huge because, like, whether you like it or not, a lot of old school coaches don't like it, but the media is going to continue to grow. 
whether from a social perspective, a news perspective, is going to continue to grow because we have so much access and our young folks have to be prepared for that and know how to respond to it. And, and like you said, like Coach Allen said, just constantly practice and, uh, and get through those things. Coach E, you was about to say something? Uh, yeah, uh, with me, um, I make sure that my students take, uh, I, gotta, I have a really good uh, relationship with guidance. <laughs> and so all of my basketball players have to take uh, public speaking just basically to have that. And then y'all do not have public speaking at Hartsville. Yes, we do. Y'all have, do not have public it is, it is. <laughs> hey, 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 hold on. Let me, let me, like, let me, no, listen, listen it. to me. It's, oh, it's, no. it's a split. I, I, I was saying the same no, thing. Coach it's a split. It. It's it's a, hold on. Let me tell you. Not at Hartsville, even if they do it, but even it's if like semester. say Hartsville, like, I'm sorry to interrupt you, yeah, Coach. English, yeah. but let me, let maybe me you guys have an unbelievable public speaking last, but I took public speaking and I don't think I took it in high school. Like I had to get up. we took it but I had to give it in college and it did nothing. It did nothing to prepare me. Like what? I, I think, uh, I think there's nothing like that. We, we as coaches like to prepare our students and prepare our players. Um, it goes well beyond just having them talk to the media. Like this is something that's going to, they're going to use for the rest of our, their lives. It's just being able to, communicate and connect with the people that we're working with or working for. So which is huge. Now, let me say, I'm not saying saying that these are the best teachers in the world, but the fact that they have to get up in front of the class, (laughs) I'm saying the fact that they do have to get up in front of the class and speak in front of people, make it a plus for me. All right. Then I talk to them about what to what is good to say in interviews and what's not good to say in interviews. Now, it is not a whole semester class. It is split with creative writing. So the first half of the semester, they have public speaking. The second half of the semester, they have creative writing. So it's not the best situation. But one, it is a core class that can go on the, um, the eligibility form. So that's the first thing. So that helps their grade. Yeah, it can, it can count as an English, right? Yes, it, it counts, counts as, as an English It, it can replace an English yeah. grade. Both of yeah. those classes can yeah. replace an English grade, one. And then two, it gets them to being comfortable sit, standing up in front of people and speaking. So in case they do come across the situation, where then they are more comfortable. I think kids are less comfortable speaking like two in interviews because they don't do it often in their English classes. So being that you're not in front of people having to speak makes it hard to speak to somebody that you don't know that's asking that's throwing these questions at you and what you say can be so easily misconstrued um so that i think is a good thing to do if you have an opportunity if they have it at ac floor which i'm sure they do because apparently they're better than me better than my school uh, that's what they like to say. Uh, see, don't don't do that. No, that, no that's fine. That. That's, that's fine. You know what? First and foremost, coach. You know that's what, fine. Coach I'm that's gonna apologize fine. to your mom because I know your mom's gonna listen to this podcast. No, that's right. Don't apologize, just, mama. Don't don't take him sincerely, mom. Joking with yourself, but dog, don't try to tell me all oh, your school's better than mine. That's, that's don't fine. Don't do that. I was just about to give you a compliment. Oh well, I appreciate it. Go, like, go ahead. You know, you know, I, forget it now. I, I'm swallowing <laughs> it. No, pause. I'm not. I'm not giving you a compliment right now. Well, but what we gonna do, man? We can go ahead and wind this thing down. I know, Coach, thing is you got to ask Lou the um, starting lineup question, but I want to ask him a couple of things, and then you can get into that. <laughs> quick fire, quick fire um, responses. So, Lou, who's going to be the number one pick in the NFL draft? Joe Burrow. I mean, Joe Burrow, number yeah. two. Chase Young. I think Chase. You think the Redskins going to pick Chase Young? I think Chase so Young, too. and then from there, I think is where it's going to kind of. Go from there. It's I know they the Herbert next quarterback taken is either going to mean 
Someone's going to fall in love with two and someone's going to move up. It's got to be. Also, Detroit's going to trade their pick, I think. They're, I don't think they're satisfied there. Someone's going to get that third pick. Oh, you think Detroit's going to give the opportunity to get the DB from Ohio State? Mm, yeah, but, I mean, I think he'll still be there. I mean, someone will want that quarterback, that chance for the second quarterback. Yeah. Okay. I got you. All right, here we go. Number one pick in the NBA draft. It's tough. I know. Mm. Well, I'll put it to you like this because you don't know who's going to get the first pick. Who do you think the top prospect is? Who's the top prospect? I think Anthony Edwards. I think he is the – he's the best that I've seen. I've seen him play over in the – in summer league and stuff, um, AAU and that, I think, and at uh, uh, tournaments, I think Anthony Edwards. But the ball – ball, I think he's made a case for himself as well. R.J. Hampton, you haven't seen him – Playing and playing overseas like that, but I think he'll be in the top five as well. Yeah, I was going to ask you that. Sorry to interrupt, Coach Daly. Uh, Lamelo Ball. You know, you're getting used to always saying sorry to interrupt, so I don't think you're sorry. I think you're <laughs> doing it. Well, I mean, I, I, I'm just trying to get it. I'm just. I I know my name's not on the headline of the show, but I'm just trying to. Here get we go. Here, here, we go. here we go. I knew it was going to come up eventually. Here we go. Duh. Um, I will get my cousin to do another rap. He has to change that. We got to no, get him to do another rap. Lou, Lou, Lamelo Ball. The real deal or all hype? I think he's the real deal. I mean, he's really improved. You got the baggage, though, um, with the dad and that. Um, but I think Lamelo's really good. And Leangelo, I mean, it's the one that's coming, right? Leangelo ain't going to get that. Lamelo's the one that's coming. No, Lamelo's already in the league. Lonzo's in the league. Lonzo, what am I? Lamelo, I think he's going to. I just watched the film. Like I said, you get that baggage with the father. But, I mean, you haven't heard much from him now. And maybe he'll learn to pipe down, but who knows? I think he has piped down. That that All that money he lost with big baller brands <laughs> made him pipe down. I think he's piped down. But I, I agree. I think LaMelo's the real deal. Yeah. I think Melo's. He's a lot better than I think, Yeah, I think he's the real deal. Leangelo's probably need to go back to school and become like an agent or just get used to playing overseas because I don't think he's going to be in the NBA. No, I don't. Know, I, just, I just don't think no. his game translates. He hasn't played in three years. Right, Coach E. What was you about to say? It looked like you was revving up to say something. Uh, no, I just got one question before we get to the major question, and that is like you being in your major question. Yeah, the the, the the my lineup question. My bad, dog. You right. See, I you right, Coach Curry. My name ain't even on the um thing neither. My fault, dog. Yours is yeah. first. Your name is first. So, so don't even so don't when we was in negotiations uh anyway uh <laughs> um you uh being that you've been doing this for a very long time uh and been in a bunch of interviews what is the craziest like the, the craziest response that you had to an interview question i think a kid i had a kid i remember um, well, he played for airport is after a game and I, he hit the game winning Homer. And, uh, I think he swung at a three and zero count and he dropped an F bomb <laughs> and he interviewed, he's like, I was just like, screw it. He said, but then he said it so quietly. I didn't pick it up until I'm, I'm going back and listening to my tape. I'm like, Oh my gosh. He just, yeah. He said this yeah. Yeah, he dropped an F on and I, I messaged him. He's like, yeah. And then he looked back because I had it on video. And he looked back at his expression and his eyes got real big because he knew what he said. But I mean, it was like, yeah. That was the craziest. 
That's awesome. <laughs> you don't see too that, much kids uh, dropping drop curse words like that, uh, like everyone like that. Maybe a coach every now and then, but uh, yeah, that, that was pretty yeah. funny. Uh, that's a good question, Coach. Yeah, I was going to ask uh, on those lines, Coach uh, Lou. Like, what? Uh, who would you say is your favorite or most memorable coach that you've interviewed over the years, and favorite? Uh, player that you've mo- interviewed over the years. We're talking about most famous or just one? No, that, just like yeah. somebody that you enjoyed uh, interviewing and uh, that was just like somebody, like maybe you interviewed them multiple times over the year and every time you knew that it'd be a good combo. I mean, I think Zion was great every time I talked to him. Uh, yeah. he, he was uh, just phenomenal. You never, he, you never got cheated. You never thought he was like saying fake stuff. Uh, with you and I always thought uh, that was pretty fun and so many coaches it's uh, the personalities um, I just I, that's why I think it makes it fun uh, all the coaches and different uh, personalities I, I just like to everyone's kind of special and unique uh, I think coach talking to coach Knotts at Dutch Fork is always interesting because he doesn't sugarcoat it he, he's, he'll tell you what it is. I mean He's not going to um, give you a padded answer or anything. He, he'll he give you uh, um, the straight truth, and that's kind of what I look for. I mean, coaches that give you the straight truth, and uh, most of them do. Some try to, you know, beat around the bush and give you answers that you want to hear, but you know what uh, – you like coaches that just uh, kind of don't sugarcoat things. Yeah, well, well, I think that's what makes you great is that you uh, you have a great relationship and you're, and you're trustworthy and honest with – with everybody and upfront with everybody. And so all of your interviews and all the people that you interview give you, give you the truth and, and don't sugarcoat it and also give you uh, legit answers. And, uh, and so that's one of the things that, that makes you Lou at the state for sure. <laughs> well, and you, you talk about the players and that trying to better be better perform and be a, uh, given better answers. I myself uh, critique myself and, try to ask better questions. If like, if I do an interview, I'm like, and I forget to ask something that I learned more to write stuff down now as, as far as the, what I'm going to say and that, and uh, make sure I try to get the best answers out of people. Even if it meant uh, makes asking a lot more questions, I rather get the best answers than just uh, kind of two, three questions and you're out. Yeah. I know, I know, Lou. Coach English, what's your most important question? Oh, shut up! <laughs> I know Lou always has me running around at these different classics that I do the state, do the stats for. He'd be like, "Coach, you're gonna bring me some stats." I said, "Yeah, I got you." <laughs> <laughs> I get a good exercise with the media people uh, at, the, at the showcases. Uh, but uh, question, Lou, uh, you need five five players. You can't pick any of the players that I mentioned to beat this five. All right, uh, Magic Johnson, Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant. LeBron James and Shaq. You have to come up with five players to beat that team. Go. Can you go repeat one more? Yeah, you, you cut out. Okay, my fault. Sorry about that. Um, Magic Johnson, Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, and uh, Shaquille O'Neal. Wow. You got to beat that team. I would start with Hakeem. He, he's one of my favorite. Hakeem, Olajuwon. Uh, I would go Steph. Um, hmm, trying to find a defensive stopper. I mean, maybe throwing Rodman because he could stop one of those guys. Um, 
Tim Duncan. And maybe I need an up. You're about to get beat by 40, Lou. Go ahead. <laughs> I, I know. It's just not telling me. <sighs> Throwing Jason Kidd. I, I don't know. I mean, just trying to, you're not going to stop those guys. I mean, that's <laughs> always a good question. I think we got to start prepping our, our, our yeah, guests. Yeah, we got, we got to prep. Because, Lou, I want to say this. Out of all of the questions, Lou, out of all the people we asked, you had the worst lineup <laughs> ever. <laughs> Who were some of the other ones people get? Um, I mean, everybody tried to include like like a step to KD. The um, we heard Lajuan before Kevin Garnett, maybe a ten. Small ball. You got to go with yeah. Steph and James Harden and these guys. I, and I wouldn't go with Harden. Uh-uh. You got to just. I, I did forget about trying trade threes for twos. KD definitely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> got to take threes for twos. Yeah, but yeah, but that's good. <laughs> Because that's good. Because Lou, that was the worst lineup we've had. So, <laughs> so that's, that's that's lovely. We can go ahead and get into our shout outs, man, and 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 get this thing cranked up, Coach. E, um, you want to do this? You want to start with your shout outs this time, since you always make me go first? Uh, no, actually, we're gonna start with Lou's shout outs first, since he's the guest today. All right, go ahead, man. <laughs> what are we go doing? Ahead, Lou? Shout outs. Shout Lou. out. Well, I just uh, shout out to you guys. First of all, thanks for having me on, and you guys, and just shout out for all the guys in, in the the area, the coaches, the players, the, the that I've had to deal with over the years. You make my job a lot easier, and I just uh, appreciate you guys from welcoming me in. Uh, and it's been fun five five and a half years so far, and just uh, just love what I do, and uh, appreciate you guys that that always. Um, are always there to answer my questions, even though when it's tough. So uh, shout out to all the Midlands players and coaches and making their guys better. I uh, just want to give a, shout, give a shout out to the people on the front lines uh, doing all they can do. I want to give a shout out to our listeners, our loyal fans that have been tuning in every single week. Um, and my kids for driving me crazy. Other than that, Micah. Yeah. Shout, I mean, uh, echo everything you guys said. Shout out to, uh, Shout out to all the healthcare workers and everybody on the front lines. And also, uh, like we talked about a little bit in the beginning of the show, the senior class, uh, obviously this has been a difficult potentially end to their senior year and their senior sports seasons. And uh, I mean, I read something, uh, I think that this senior class, like they started kindergarten during 9-11 and then they're ending it with during this crazy thing. So they've wow. had a crazy start to start and end to their to their uh, their schoolings. Um, so shout out to them for 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 being uh, enduring all this stuff. And then um, shout out to my beautiful wife. She she her birthday was Friday. So shout out to her for for hanging out with me during this quarantine. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Wit. I pray for her daily dealing with you, man. <laughs> but um, you know, shout out to everyone on the front line. We value y'all. We not just saying it to be saying it. We appreciate it. From from like you said, the healthcare professionals to the to the grocery store workers, everyone on the front line. Lou, shout out to you. Thanks for coming on. Even though you had the worst lineup ever, um, versus that team Coach Andrews put together. I mean, but shout out to you, man. You do you do great work. Shout out to my sons. Tal wanted me to give him and Jason a shout out for grinding and putting in the work in the driveway every day. So shout out to those guys. And um, more love, man. Shout out to love. Thank you to the listeners. Everybody stay safe. Let's just keep progressing. 
and being careful. All right, y'all. Don't all, for, all right, don't forget that you can catch us on all so uh, all podcast platforms, um, and as well as follow us on all social media platforms at Staley English Kurtz. Um, once again, you know how it goes. Keep God first. Everything else to follow. Peace. Peace. All right, guys. Appreciate y'all.